you were just talking about these two vivid dreams that you've had. And I kept thinking, well, sure, you're in this situation where you're very out of control, right? It's yeah. all up to somebody else. Like there's a part of me that feels like I'm not doing my duty because it's this crazy winter cold storm, cold snap and snowstorm and I'm somewhere else, you know? You feel guilty. Whereas, where, whereas probably most average fathers would have been like, oh, thank God, I get another day. I get two days off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 117 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens and, yeah, with a good brew in hand. And you can help support us and show some love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You can start off at the uh, shot glass level, which is a mere $2 a month, people. That's less than a cup of coffee per month um, and help us out there. And then you can go up from there. You got pint level, the growler level, you get swag, you have access to uh, some extended interviews with guests. And there's even an option for us to come do a live show in your town, we call that the bartender level. <laughs> and if you have to ask how much that is, well, let's not finish that. Yeah, exactly. And get started supporting us in that way. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Absolutely. You can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the hashtag PT Live. Follow us at Pub Theology on those platforms or check out video clips on IGTV or YouTube for extra content. You can also leave us a voicemail, 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. Email us at info at pubtheology.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, today we'll ask, what do our dreams have to tell us? Is it our unconscious letting us know something maybe we're unaware of? Or perhaps our dreams are simply... Uh, random neural firings and that's just uh, stuff's going on in our brain it doesn't mean anything um so we'll share a little bit about some of our own dreams and nightmares and discuss the role of dreams in the bible and whether or not god still speaks through dreams so what are we drinking today friends i missed the memo but we were going to be sharing our own dreams i would rather not mm. <laughs> <laughs> Something well, we can talk in generalizations. Generalizations. How about generalizations? <laughs> I can tell you I was in tense dream. It was when I was pregnant. Uh, read the script, Ogan. Read the script. Um, <laughs> Are you so, slogging through your dollar ninety nine beer? I'm going through my dollar ninety nine pint beers, man. Uh, from Viking Stammer the Buck. I'm still. I think I got like two more of these. So yeah, still still working through these, baby. All right. We should mention, Ogan's about to go on vacation, everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm heading back to my home country of Barbados for my annual get-out-of-winter trip. Mm-hmm. And I will be on a plane on Thursday. My brain is, has been on the beach since Sunday afternoon. It was so hard to concentrate at work the last couple of days. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I am so looking forward to it. Well, we're happy for your break, and we're going to have some exciting guests coming up, too, so I'm happy about that. Um, I am drinking in honor of the, um, well, in honor of Brian being stuck in Toronto, in case Brian sounds different to you guys, he doesn't have his equipment, which he's feeling very anxious about, so send him a tweet and say, you sound fine, Brian. Um, (laughs) Even if you don't mean it, just send him a tweet. Even if you don't mean it, just calm the nerves. Um, I am drinking a Sam Adams cold snap. Ooh. Nice. So um, I love that it says that it's proud to be an independent American craft. I, I just, I don't consider a Sam Adams craft brewery, but you know, that's okay. Um, occasionally I buy craft brews that are more crafty, <laughs> you know, uh, mass produced, if you will. So 
they're they're from my cold snap. They're from my neck of the woods, and uh, yeah, exactly. Up in mass, it's a white it's a white spiced ale, which is a I'm a fan of. Perfect, perfect. Today I am drinking a Letha. It's a Belgian, oh yum, uh, mm. a Belgian blonde, uh, and this is from you know one of these Belgian monasteries uh, since 1240. So they've yeah, been doing brewing beer a long time. Uh, I'm staying with a friend in Toronto, so uh, that's why I'm not in my usual spot here. I kind of got snowed in, and this is literally literally the last beer in the house, and it's a good one. Whoa. What are y'all going to do after, I mean, what are y'all going to drink for the snow in? What's right. the backup plan? I think uh, there are bottles of wine to get us through. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. good. As long and, as there's and, something. And Shannon, when I mentioned mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, Sam Adams from the Boston, Massachusetts area, and you started talking about white spiced, I thought you were referring to the drinkers as opposed to the actual. <laughs> no, it is, it is literally a white <laughs> ale with spices. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was not referring to, although, (laughs) although in Massachusetts, there's quite a lot of white, white and spicy drinkers, spicy people. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We're going to get, we're going to get emails for that one. (laughs) And I'll be on the beach. So good luck. I love Italian and Irish people. I just want you all to know. (laughs) Wow. Boy, next topic. Okay. So, um, Ogan doesn't have to answer. He's exempt from our opening question. Uh, what is the worst nightmare you can recall having or if that feels too personal or fresh uh just a dream that was unsettling so i uh, i will speak in generalities right because the worst nightmares um i want to start with like for me the worst ones are like happen to be recurring and maybe not the exact same so the worst ones i've ever had are reenactments of like the scariest moments of my life right um so times i was in real danger and things like that so those those are definitely the worst nightmares i've had um but i when things change i tend to have um which is actually good in a dream and we can get all this later but but i have dreams about tornadoes and the destruction and the tornadoes and those are very scary like they're they're very terrifying. Now I, I know now, like I've done enough dream work to know now that when I have a tornado dream, I'm like, okay, like I'm on high alert, right? Like I, I change my thinking, but, but it's scary in the dream. It's terrifying in the dream. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, well, oh, Ogan, oh, oh, you got something? Well, I was going to say, I, I generally don't remember my dreams. Mm. Very rarely will I remember a dream unless I wake up in the middle of the dream and then maybe for like a minute or two, yeah, I can remember what's happening. But then, then past that, it's it's gone. And I'm also not a fan of dreams where I'm falling because often oh, I hate that. You, know, you, you get the body jerk awake and, and I'm like hyperventilating. Yes. Uh, those don't happen often. But yeah, I don't remember dreams hardly. Sorry. So uh, I've had, maybe this is prompted, by that, uh, the last two nights I've had dreams that were a bit unsettling, and maybe it's because I'm far from home and I was supposed to be home Monday, and now I'm getting home hopefully Wednesday. Um, but I had this dream a couple nights ago that I was I was at home and we were outside. It wasn't winter, and these large like uh, black pieces of technology just fell from the sky with a thud into the earth, and you could tell they like weren't human. And they had like numbers on them, like counting down. And there were like, I live out in this rural uh, farm country and there was some up and down uh, the street. And I just had this feeling of this is it. It's all over. Whoever it is, they've come for us. And I remember grabbing the kids and my wife and we running out of the house and we're like, what are we going to do? And I remember having the thought like, normally when these things happen, it's a dream, but this is real. Oh, interesting. Like, I caught myself thinking, this mm-hmm. is not a dream. This is this is the end. This, this is, is really happening. Yeah. Was, and so then when I actually did wake up, it was like such a relief. I'm like, oh, I thought I already went through this whole thing. Is it a dream or not? And then it really was a dream. I was going to say, some people argue that what we're experiencing right now that we think in reality is reality is actually the dream. Oh. So there's and, the waking dream, right? They're, right. They're the and, like, yeah. 
and our dreams are when we plug back into reality. So it's a, you know, it's a little, you know, that's a run in theory. matrix bit, you know, point of clarification. You said yeah. black pieces of technology. I don't understand what you mean. You know, like monitors, robots, drones. Uh, yeah. I can't think of a way to describe it, except it was like kind of long, like a car, but. See, uh, and he doesn't even like watch the Marvel movies. Cause I immediately went to those things in the Avengers that like sweep in, Yeah, you know, but that he doesn't watch that. I haven't seen it. Right. So like. Although I did, I did last week finally watch Black Panther. Well, what would you think? So like, you know, maybe that, that's part of that it. That was awesome. That's, that's probably. Isn't it so it. good? I cannot believe you just watched Black Panther. I, know, I almost didn't say it because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but no, My, you know, good, I mean, good, good time to finally watch it. I mean, it's getting nominated yeah, for exactly. all these awards right. now. So exactly. now you know what all the, finally all the fuss is about. Like for me, it's less, you know, and again, I've like, I used to study under like guys, right. That did this, but like, it's the emotional toil. So it's less about the situation of the dream and the more about the emotion. And it's when I can't shake it. Like when I wake up and I'm, it's so emotionally jarring that I'm like, this is going to be with me all day. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be able to shake. So it, it, and I don't, I can't think of one right now, honestly, but like dreams where like one of my kids die and there's nothing I could do. Right. But yeah. some scenario where you're like all day, you're like, I, I can't like, you have to keep reminding yourself that you're okay and that you're yes. safe and that didn't really happen. Like, yeah, those are the scariest to me. Those are the same. And I know exactly what you mean. That wasn't the case with my dream the other night because it was so, so sci-fi based that it wasn't real, but I've had those dreams too, uh, Shannon, where, yeah, it just, it feels almost foreboding. And so you do need to like talk yourself into, Hey, that was just what it was. Right. I think every parent's had the, my kid's dead dying dream and I can't do anything about it, which, right you know, arguably is, is, is awakened fear that yeah. our, you know, our mind is finally able to play out in sleep because we don't have the safeguard that, right. that uh, stops it. So interesting enough. So I did a little, I was doing a little research on dreams and I read that the reason, so dreams only occur apparently in the deep REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And part of what happens is, or, or muscles are totally paralyzed during this period. And scientists speculate our muscles are paralyzed during the REM sleep when we have dreams as a safety precaution so that we don't physically start reacting to oh, the dreams right. while we're having them. That's really interesting because Derek reacts to his dreams in his sleep. Does he really? He does. And he, he now, uh, you know, there's, I think there's like the REM sleep dream and then there's right. like the, I've I've woken up, but I then I've kind of slipped back into exactly like the unconscious, yeah. and then back. So it may That's, be more there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, um, yeah, like he'll he'll have dreams, and like I, he has a recurring nightmare, and I know when he's having it. Like there's a physical mm. response for him, right. and it's the same. And luckily, he sleeps. You know, but at that point of the night, his back is towards me, so. <laughs> so there's no flailing at you like i have been hit before not on purpose obviously but like there has been a like in the middle of the night like what are you doing to me? like but i think every couple's had that at least once i'm sure yes. i've hit him in the middle of the night and woken him up you know once or twice sarah sarah has the occasional recurring dream that that i break up with her <laughs> and, and, and she wake I, up and yell at you kind of sort of <laughs> And I remind How did you do that? And I, and I say to her, okay, so so let's remember this is not a, a, a foreshadowing of things to come. This is just your brain dealing with the fact that I did it already. Well, and it's <laughs> a we got back together, part, you just right? live in that horror. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> well, and my I mean, my other the other thing that weirds me out in dreams is when um there's a physical, like you're in the dream and you're you're physically seeing one person, but you know, it gets messed up that like you're really dealing with another, mm-hmm. right? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? So like in the dream, it's, um, you know, like it, it, physically it's Brian, but Ogan, I'm talking to you, right? right. And yeah. you're responding as Ogan, but physically it's like, those freak me out. I'm like, those brain, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. I need, I need this to be okay. <laughs> like those, those weird me out. So, uh, go ahead, Ray. The other dream I had, which was last night, 
was that uh, I was in our van with the family and I couldn't get it to start, couldn't get the engine to turn over, go out and pop the hood, try it again. And all of a sudden it catches fire and it's just fire. The hood, you know, the, the car is on fire. And so I'm like screaming at the kids, get out of the car. And I'm like panicked and trying to get everybody out of the car. Cause I'm convinced it's about to explode and people start gathering around to watch. And so like both of these, I, my family felt like they were at risk and, felt like something bad was about to happen and it, maybe it is just uh, I've been away from home too long and I'm feeling some anxiety about it. Well, well, I mean, that second dream is plainly obvious after that Honda minivan y'all been driving <laughs> right. all over the place. That's, that's, that you need to torch, you know. Yeah. That's, too real. that's an easy explain right there. <laughs> but but you know, that's that's what the theory is. Uh, you know, uh, it it is our unconscious working things out. Uh, you know, another theory is that is that we take in so much stimuli and information, even yeah. more so now in the digital age, our brain can't handle all of it. So it's yeah. like, let's just let's just filter out the stuff you need right now to attend to the task you're doing and keep yourself alive. And then at night, we'll sort through the other stuff and the other material. Yeah. yeah so so where do you land on that? Because we have, uh, you know, Carl Jung, who felt that our dreams do reveal stuff to us uh, and our natural expressions of our subconscious, our unconscious, our imagination. And then we have like this neuroscientist, Alan Hobson, who says, you know, it's just images from random brain pulses. And like you were just saying, the brain just has all this stuff it needs to sort of release. Where do you fall in sort of that that spectrum? I, I think it can be all of the above. I don't think it's be one or the other. I think sometimes it's the sword in. Sometimes, um, you know, the few dreams I've had that I can vaguely remember, they were, I could easily see the parallel to things that was happening in my current life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fears and agitations or, or whatever. Um, so so I think different times it's it's both. I, th- I think, you know, the way I described it to my we were having this discussion as a family not too long ago, and I kind of described it to the kids as like a filing system, right? Like there are all these things in my brain and they're kind of getting slotted away. But um, that isn't to say that's where there's the, there's the image piece for me. And then there's the emotional piece for me. And the image piece is kind of that neurological like firing in that, like, I'm a 100% subscriber to um, God is always trying to get our attention, right? Work through us, within us, around us. Yeah. And there are just too, there's just too much in my life sometimes, meaning, you know, let's be honest, all the time, um, that, <laughs> um, that I, it, it's in my sleeping state, non-waking state that I can listen. Mm. And, wow. and, and I think it's a tool for God, right? Like I don't, I don't necessarily believe that's the only way that God speaks to us. And I certainly don't believe that that works for everybody. Right. But I, I do think like any spiritual practice, as you open yourself up to it, you become more and more, you know, able to receive through that. And it's something that I very much have received. And so almost it's, it's, it can be both God is trying to tell you something. And it's also means your own body and life may be trying to tell you things. And those two things could both be true as Ogan was saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the most vivid um, example of that for me in my dreams was, um, I mean, my, so my call story actually existed through a dream. Oh. Like, yeah. Okay. And, um, but when I was, you know, when I, when, I mean, and a lot of women, I'll tell you this, but pregnancy dreams are extremely vivid, like extremely vivid. Right. And, you know, that was a, a great moment for me in my life to kind of say, and part of that is because, you know, Brian, it's funny because you were just talking about these two vivid dreams that you've had. And I kept thinking, well, sure, you're in this situation where you're very out of control, right? It's yeah. all up to somebody else. Like yes. everybody else is making these decisions. And and I'm I often wonder, I mean, yes, there's hormone and you know everything else going on, but like I have never felt I have never been so out of control as I was in pregnancy, right? I had zero control over any of that. Yeah. And I and my dreams were extremely vivid. 
and I often wonder, you know, how that works. So maybe Young was right. Brian is working through his control issues in his dream because we, we all know he's got them. Clearly. <laughs> This is true. Well, and not just like bad control, right? But good control. Like, I'm not there to protect my family. Right. Like, if I were there, I can yell at them to get out of the car when it's on fire. If I were there, I could I could help Christy. Like, good good things yeah. that come with control, you know? Not that they're... Hooded. Yeah, like, there's a part of me that feels like I'm not doing my duty because it's this crazy winter cold storm, cold snap and snowstorm, and I'm somewhere else, you know? You feel guilty. Whereas, where, whereas probably most average fathers would have been like, oh, thank God, I get another day. I get two days <laughs> off. <laughs> but, just, just putting that out there. Okay, but I, I mean, I think everybody gets it, right? Like, we all get it in... in um, it's frustrating, you know. So I have another dream theory. Yes. The other dream theory is I, I do believe in uh, parallel universes and multiple okay. consciousnesses. And I believe that when we dream, sometimes our, our, our spirit is, mm. is finally able to leave the heavy weight of this body and take a little road trip and maybe visit parallel universes. Or maybe this is the point where our consciousness is able to uh, 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 be, be, because our, our cognitive intentional thinking is so shut down, it, it can detect the other um, parallel universes in which we might exist and, and, and connect with them. And maybe that's what we're seeing. So hate to break this to you, Brian, but perhaps in an alternate, in an alternate universe, your family is burning to death in them. Another example, please. But but, <laughs> but it's not happening here in this one. So so you're I mean, good. Do you, re- do you really hold out that possibility of alternate universes? Oh, and absolutely, this is I a mean, bridge, perhaps. Y- yes, it's 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 a run-in theory in the scientific uh, community that, that multiple universes. And by scientific, you held that in air quotes, right? Scientific. Well, so, did you watch Spider Man? Did you watch Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Yes, I did. No. I loved it. Right. So that's well, that's the premise there, right? That there are parallel things happening, and I've seen the show Fringe, and that was all about parallel universes. Right. So, like, what's happening on my timeline? What's happening in your timeline? Yes. You know, we're in different. Like, time is a construct where things are happening. Like, it's not just linear. You know. Yeah, yeah, fast. It's fascinating stuff. So, so yeah, it, it is. It really is. And yet another dream theory, and this has to do with time, the concept of time. Yeah, we all think of time as linear. Um, again, another theory supported by by you know physicists and so on. Time is not this linear construct. Time, time, everything is happening in any given moment. But our brains, our brain has to organize things linearly for it to make sense. Um, and therefore, again, when we are in that deep sleep, we can really get in touch with other points along the, not even along the time spectrum, but in the time sphere, if you will. Uh, uh, there's, there's a running theory, which I buy into, that this is what deja vu is. When we experience deja vu, um, we, 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 have, we have touched this point in the time sphere already because it all exists together. And here we are again, but not really. So, you know, it's a weird thing. So, I can't articulate it properly. No, no, no. I, so I, this is where I get really like, like I can totally buy into new age stuff right now. Right. When we talk about dreams, I really can. Wow. And, it's and, not new age. It's science. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Air quotes for the audio listeners. Science. No. Anyway. <laughs> I'm looking at it I, now. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> well, what I, what I get, like where I love um, like young study of of dreams is that that uh the the basics of it right that god exists in in this swirling of things and that god speaks through emotions in that way where um you know the the basics of if there's an unknown so if i'm you know identify as female the opposite of me would be male and an unknown male would be a guide for me you know, someone I know represents something that's a part of me, you know, that I'm like that. I I totally get into where I don't get into that because if God is moving through all that, 
what I have issue with is then people took all of that and said, well, if you have a dream about a bathroom, that means you're, blah, you know, like right. I, that's where I have issue. Yeah. Like I get into the strict dream interpretation of, of, you know, like we all have, um, in our time and place, we have a common understanding, you know, of what things mean, but you know, my, each brain, each person, each spirit is going to translate things on their own level. And I, so. I do frequently have the, I have to go to the bathroom and there is no bathroom available dream. And that just means it's time to wake up and, you know, go. Well, right. that's the other thing. There, yeah. there are physical effects to your dream, right? Music plays and it comes into your dream. Yes. You know, my, my bathroom dreams are, if I am dreaming, these are the dreams I do remember. If I am dreaming <laughs> and I, and I go to a bathroom, but I'm actually having trouble going once I get to the toilet. <laughs> and I got to keep forcing myself in the dream to try and go. Yeah, bad <laughs> like things it, happen. It's, 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 it's my body is trying to stop myself from actually going in okay. my sleep. I'm, I'm really sorry I brought up bathrooms. <laughs> 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 All right, so I have, uh, let's, let's segue back. You're so, not wrong. <laughs> Steve, no, I'm not. <laughs> Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins, right. last paper before his death also dealt with the multiverse. The paper was published in May 2018, just a few months after his demise. Oh, wow. And about the theory of multiverse, he told, uh, this was published in the Washington Post, we are not down to a single unique universe, but our findings imply a significant reduction of the multiverse to much smaller range of possible universes. So this is, this is a theory of uh, parallel universes. Um, and it has to do with the whole... Con- particle configurations of who we are. So if we are a couple particles off, there's a, like a whole other universe and there might be another version of myself existing in that universe. So yeah, kind of like the China was saying, but Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, so I think though that if, if, if this is, I, if this is possibly true, if this is true and I kind of lean towards it is, and there's another me existing in a parallel universe that, you know, in, in reality, it's just a couple of protons, particles off from what I can physically detect now. Um, what does that mean about my consciousness? Does my, is my consciousness also different or is my consciousness um, somewhat aligned with that? And, and I detect that when I am in my deep sleep dream state. Okay, and are, so- there, are there any bridges possible or are these in completely discrete multi you know universes in the multiverse where there is no go between and they're yeah they're close but there's they're different and they shall never meet but follow me on this if 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 universe in and in my world god and universe like when you talk about universe and science this way god is interchangeable there Mm. like if we are connected to god and god is god in that way why is that not all possible? Like, aren't I connected to all that has been and all that will be through God? Right, because time, time, time is time is all in one. Alpha and the Omega. God, God right. Is, the you know. the arc of of all time and whatever leans towards justice. Right. Like so. it's it's a process and an arc. Well, the but, all, the arc of the multiverse is long, but it leads to Ogan's subconscious. Sure. And God help us all. Um, <laughs> and his dreams that he doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> anyway. Trust me, it's better for everyone. <laughs> but I, but I. Not you know, everyone is, not everyone has signed the NDAs yet. So I can't. It's so interesting that our conversation took us to like this kind of place because, you know, I think this is often the conversation when we talk about dreams, but dreams are like deeply rooted biblical like yes. avenues in which God communicates. Yeah, let's chat about that a bit. Or so in, it's which not we, in which we believe God is communicating. Let's make the distinction. Okay. I don't, fine. I don't, but it but it's not it's not it's not a foreign concept to the Bible. Like not, not even close. No, it's right? not right. interestingly, it's uh, the first book of the Hebrew scriptures and the first book of the New Testament have the most dreams for their respective uh corpus uh or however you want to call that and right and there's only one and all the dreams in the bible are by men except for one and who's the one woman i i cheated i looked it up you cheated because i thought i knew who it was and i went in for verification and i was wrong and you were, who did so you who think did you, it was yeah. i for some reason i thought it was someone in in the joseph story 
uh, oh. Potiphar's wife. Or, yeah, or, the one know, who, who tried oh, to get on him, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And yeah. I looked that up and I was wrong. And But in one of the things I was reading, it, it showed me who it was. And, and it, when I saw it, I was like, I did not remember this at all. We never talk about it, ever. We it's never very obscure in a way. Yeah. So tell us. So, so, so what I found was it was Pilate's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, who, when the trial was going on, she said to Pilate, you know, I had I'm basically having disturbing dreams about this guy, Jesus. So maybe you might want to back away from this whole thing. Yeah. 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 So what, what I, well, I mean, not that I ever appreciate women being left out, right? Ever. But what I can appreciate is that I think when we talk about women having dreams, especially that are prophetic, your mind immediately goes to a witch, right? Ah. Like a satanic kind of thing. And that, I mean, this is the patriarchal society in this, right? Let's, like, we can't pretend that that's not there. Versus, you know, a man being prophetic is a much easier thing to understand. So add in this mystical aspect of a dream, and it's less, it's less scary. And it's interesting in her case... We are not told that God says anything to her or even that she's a, a person of faith. Uh, you know, she's a Roman married to Pilate. And we're not given any details except she has disturbing dreams or nightmares about Jesus and then says, hey, leave this I guy. Have a, I have a theory. Why does Shannon start laughing when I say that? Seriously. You always have a theory. <laughs> it's, it's my job to speculate. <sighs> When I read the Bible, I read between the lines too. So here's my theory. So what we know or what most Bible scholars know is that historically the chances that Jesus ever actually stood before Pilate and had a trial are very slim. Like because Pilate was was known to be a cruel governor administrator and he would just sign off on hundreds of crucifixions. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the thought that he would, A, grant this little rabble rouser preacher an audience and then shirk away from wanting to crucify him and let the crowds decide is totally not in line with the actual historical picture of Pilate that we know. Because he was a real person, uh, Pilate was. Yeah. And, Jesus and also was. seems unlikely that we'd be privy to any of the conversations exactly. between Jesus and Pilate exactly. and his right. wife if exactly. they occurred. Exactly. So my theory, my theory is that is that she was one of these m- secret followers of Jesus mm-hmm. that she, ah. you know you know, put on the disguise, was wandering out about town and saw Jesus heard his teachings. And this was her effort to try to keep him alive and, and to say to her husband, listen, I, I've had some bad dreams and um, I, maybe you as my husband trust my instinct, so maybe not. Well, and Brian, you even just said, like, all we know about her is that she's a Roman married to Pilate. Like, we don't know that she's Roman. Like, yeah, no, know. you're right. We I just know. I realized I don't know that. Right. We don't know. Right. So we don't. She We're may not even be given a name, right? No name, no, you know, um, she's Actually, just, yes, we are. Uh, well, her name is mentioned in one of the apocryphal texts. And, uh, but not in the, okay. But not in the, not, not in the, the, not the real conventional Bible. Bible the real Bible. Not the real Bible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to, let me see if I can pull up that I'd be page. curious. I pull up her name. It's sort of. That I went to earlier. It, I know it's Claudia something because. Yeah, yeah. Maggie's middle see, name that is Claudia. Sounds Roman. Well, yeah, Claudia is, it is, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting to me. So we, you know, we talked about this. Ooh, here we go, here we go. Sorry. Claudia Procula, granddaughter of the Emperor Augustus. Oh. And this was mentioned in the apocryphal book, Gospel of Nicodemus. Which was written. A in, marriage of convenience and career enhancement. Well, right. that's what always happened back then. And sometimes today too. Whole other story. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, one of the one of the interesting things, I mean, I think there's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of women's stories in scripture that could be translated as dreams that were not written that way. Right. Like the snake talking to Eve could be written like it could easily have been a dream versus a reality. Um, even so Mary's encounter with the angel Gabriel is never specifically said it's a dream, but Joseph's encounter with the same angel is described as a dream, right? So Mary's is, is a later gospel, um, 
Joe, you know, she's in Luke. Matthew's describes Joseph's dream. So we don't know for sure. You know, like, I think a lot of that is, is just how somebody wrote it. Um, I have a theory about that too. (laughs) Derail. Okay. I'm keeping on track. (laughs) But but Mary's encounter is not a dream, right? Where Joseph has a dream. Mary has an actual visit from an angel. Well, right, but that's what I'm. What I'm kind of saying is, there's not much difference between the two encounters. It's just her story's never described as a dream, and so um, I mean, because it's it's not the the overshadowing by the Holy Spirit doesn't happen in that moment. The angel doesn't, you know. Um, it, it it's but they're very similar in in style and conversation. Very true. So you don't want to hear my theory. Here's my theory about about why Joseph had the dream. Because I don't think it matters if I want to hear it or not. <laughs> you're right about that. So so when you and I talk, I actually talked about this during the Advent season. When you look at the other uh, scriptures, when the angel appears to men in the Bible, they always fall down on their faces, totally afraid. Paul did it. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, who was a priest in the temple, Zacharias did it. Like the, the men are just falling out. But when the angel appeared to Mary, she was perplexed and curious. So, so, so women apparently seem to be a little bit braver than the men. And I think when the angel had to come to Joseph, realized this man's going to fall out too because men are afraid and I need him to take some current quick action. So maybe I will use the dream loop. That's my theory. Well, the, the Magi were warned in a dream right? Like these are prophetical dreams. Right. Yeah. Men, also men. See the Sure. Well, again, we only have one women, women female. Can't handle, yeah. Men can't handle the appearance of a divine being, you know? Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I can handle the appearance of a divine being. Like I think you do better than any of us here on the show. Okay. I'll give you that one, but that, you know, that's a low that's bar. A low bar. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ogan would encounter a spiritual being and be like, I have a theory about you. <laughs> I think that should be a show titled The Low Bar. Yeah. I have a theory about that. Exactly. Um, I just, I think, I think, I mean, one of the, my favorite dream sequence, if you will, like, right? I love a dream sequence in a show, much like a musical sequence. Um, the Joseph story, you yeah. know, in Genesis, right? This mm-hmm. isn't just joseph having dreams this is joseph interpreting dreams and literally rising to power on his ability to interpret dreams and in the story interpret what god is trying to tell them and i think and and that is i mean i think that is it leads to reconciliation it leads to leads to redemption it leads you know it it leads to this this great place if you will and his dreams are aren't they almost always uh sort of a a foretelling or a prediction mm-hmm. of what's about to happen you know he's got you know the sun moon and stars are all bowing down to him and the sheaves are bowing down to his sheaf and those are the king's dreams that he interprets well, those were his initial no, no, dreams. Are his those his were, dreams? His brothers and his parents were going to bow down to him because he's going to be put in charge of Egypt and they were going to come. Oh, right, right, right. I'm thinking about the grains and the, you know. You're thinking of Pharaoh's dreams, which Pharaoh's happened dreams. later and predict the famine. So in both yes. cases, there's a prediction of what's going to happen in the future. Right. Um, which is an interesting use of dreams, right? It's like almost a, a coming attraction, Uh and in Pharaoh's case, the dreams of Pharaoh, it gives Joseph the ability to say, hey, something serious is about to happen. We need to take action. It's almost like a pre-climate change right. sort of dream. Like, we're going to have famine. Mm-hmm. If we don't act now, we're going to be in a bad place. Yeah, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. Um, the conversation we were having before, right? The Magi, going back to Matthew, being warned in a dream, that could just be their subconsciouses firing, Right. Their alarms went off when they met Herod. Exactly. Now met this. this guy. Yeah, th- something's going on here. I think we need to just sneak out, yeah. right? Like that could just be subconscious happening. But Joseph, like that's why I think Joseph is so intriguing, right? There is this foretelling of, of what is going to happen. Now, I still think, in, and I've had dreams, if you will, like my, my call story dream, there was a foretelling in that but it was still a choice, right? It was still a, like, you can choose to do this or not. The, 
the king could choose whether or not to store up his grain or not. Right. Right. I I actually think Joseph's dream was a foretelling. Like he, you know, that was a, he shot himself in the foot there. If he'd kept that himself, he probably wouldn't have been in, you know, right. But all for God's glory, right. Learn your family dynamics before you go boasting about your dreams. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Family systems theory would have come in really handy at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but so again, we, uh, go ahead. that back from those though, again, how many times it, this is this is where um, good Bible history and interpretation and scholarship comes in because you always have to beg the question of, you know, how literal do we take the story or how much do we um, can assume or speculate that the story was written retroactively um, ah. from 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 an event that that happened which is where the i actually think the biggest dream controversy of the bible comes into play which is the book of revelation right like this can we take this we take this some people not we not me not us right (laughs) some people take that literally and yet it's it's a dream it's a long I i blame the shrooms well that's Another form of dreaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he ate something. He ate some fungi on the Isle on of that island. Just, just right. Enough. Um, but that, I mean, so do we take that? You know, is that to be taken literally? I mean, Joseph didn't take those dreams literally. You know. No, no. Revelation. Uh, uh, I don't. Again, I don't even believe there was a dream in Revelation to begin with. The whole the whole book is written um, in in a specific style. Apocalypse. Right literature to 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 speak about rome's downfall it's so so there probably wasn't even a dream to begin with he uses dream language though right because i was taken up to this i was given this vision right right which which i think was written that way to to give a little bit more weight and credence if i if i just come up with this in my waking hours you'd think i'm crazy but because i was dreaming it's clear that god told me that this is about to happen yeah. Well, and so in that level, do dreams give you some sort of authority that, you mm. know, you didn't have in waking life? Yes, right? because even Paul, doesn't Paul say he had a, he was taken up into the seventh heaven or the third heaven? And then he's like, but it's better not to talk about that. So it's kind of like, I have this secret knowledge, can't tell you about it. Can't tell you about it. I so mean, at what point, to what point can we, do we really think these people had all these dreams or they just started saying they had the dream because they know it would give them a little? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think in ancient times, right, there would would have been a a, a, a credence, perhaps given to it, an authority. Yeah. Today, I don't know. It, it's Today, a not, open question. Well, it de- it depends. It depends on which circles you run in. You know, right? Well, to Shannon's point. You know, to the in the new age, um, even metaphysical communities, that unity is kind of. Uh, adjacently aligned do yeah we 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 do give a lot of emphasis to dreams people have you know sometimes a dream is just a dream Mm -hmm. and i always remind people the meaning of anything is what we give to it right Uh, you you know make make your choices in the waking hours consciously and divinely guided not don't sign that paperwork when you're dreaming yeah not based on dreams because you could you could make them mean anything you want them to mean well and so i think i mean again that goes back to this earlier conversation of there's rem sleep dreaming right mm-hmm. there's the half waking dream there's there's certainly drug induced dreaming like we like i have stories of not 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 even recreational drugs right like yeah drugs for painkiller like in the hospital we'll save those for the post show like (laughs) getting my wisdom teeth out dreams you know but there's there's meditation right like there's Mm -hmm. a deep meditation that you can get into that allows your brain to get to that level um which is actually where i think jesus was in the desert in the wilderness right like i think he actually got into this um dream-like state Ah, taken up to the highest point on the temple. Exactly. Like, turn the stone into bread. Like, this was a meditation process, in my 
L- listen, Thank I've you. done some serious like nation when I'm hungry too, so I don't know about all that. Well, you know, I'm I'm not putting hangry off the list, right? Like, okay, just hangry is a real just deal. want to point that out. He was fasting for a while. When you're not eating, you are put to the test. You are. you are, and you will see things. So it's interesting to, I mean, we, you know, Shannon noted uh, personally that she's her own call or vocation, called sense of call to ministry was connected to a dream. And that's really real, right? And it has impacted your life. And and, and I vividly remember it. And so know. it's interesting to think about, does, how, does God speak through dreams today? How does God speak to us? And that's always very personal. And I think it has to be authentic to you. And I've also seen where people can abuse that and say, well, God told me such and such. And it's in such a way that no one can argue with it. But you wonder... Did God really tell you that? Like when you're the president and we have to go to war in Iraq? Because, you know. No, exactly. So, you know, I'll use that as an example. The the long call story. And again, the call happened before that. The way it it got through to me was through the dream, right? The dream was so vivid, so real, so powerful that it was like, I can't run from this anymore. Not for one more minute, right? Um, but it was a long dream. Like it was one of those really long dreams. I can take you through each segment of it, each part of it. And, and I can't take it literally. Um, but it was full of symbol, like beautiful symbol. And the last part of it was I literally followed this butterfly. Hello, Christian resurrection language, right? I literally (laughs) followed a, a butterfly and I sat down in this circle with these people, like, I don't know, say 12 of them. And we were waiting for Jesus to show up and I was all excited and they were all excited. And after a few minutes, like I turned to them and I was like, when is Jesus getting here? And he, he looked at me very puzzled and he goes, you are Jesus. (gasps) Right. Sacrilege. Exactly. You can't take that shit literally. Uh, (laughs) But it was, it was the thing I needed to like, wrap Wait, my head around in I mean, order you, to you can't take literally the idea that you might be a person who's crucified for what you say that others might misinterpret isn't that what being a pastor is all about <laughs> no and it was it was <laughs> it was strong enough language to kick me out of the fear if that sounds yes. crazy, yeah right no, i got that yes like there was so i built such a wall up that and and you know i'd actually received my call two years before and then I went, nope, this is not going to happen it for me. It pushed you through your hesitancy. It did. It was so strong of an emotion. Because, Brian, like, you know, you described this. When he said that, everything in me felt that it was true. Yes. Right? Everything in me was like, I am where I'm supposed to be in the place I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And again, I am not claiming to be Jesus. And I'm not saying that God told me I was Jesus in a dream, right? Right. I'm saying that that is how God got through to me to interpret where, what, you know, God's will was for in my life. And that is what I needed to hear. Yeah. Beautiful. And that is different than saying I have spoken to the Lord. (laughs) Right. And the Lord has told me, this, this, and this, right? That we should go to war in Iraq. That we should go um, to war in Iraq. Exactly. Um, so when you ask the question about God speaking through us, I don't, I don't believe it's in necessarily through gene, dreams. For me, I more go with the intuition angle. And, and I think our dreams are also our intuition, us working out those intuitive hits uh, during, during the sleeping time a lot, a lot of times. And I also believe, in a weird way, back to the parallel multiple universes, you know, time bubble thing, our intuition is that as well. Our intuition is 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 us in our awakened times having that internal nudge and 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 sense of the eternality of everything that is existing all at once, which we could define as God, and 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 getting in in touch with that and sensing that and and being guided by that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's where we are. Yeah. Where I am, I'll also just say where I am at the point in my life is, you know, when I'm feeling blocked to God, right, I actually will pray, like, you know, I, I'll open myself up in sleep and I'll pay, you know, if I can't pay attention right now because I have all these other distractions, like, 
reach me there. <laughs> no, I, I am a hundred percent against that. I want, I need my eight uninterrupted hours so I can get through the waking day. Don't, don't because not, not all my God dreams are terrible. Like some of them are really beautiful yeah. and helpful. I don't even want the beautiful dreams because then I wake up disappointed to reality. No, I want nothing. I want hey, you haven't been in my beautiful dreams. I'm just saying. Yeah, come on. Again, post show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the I think my sense of what I'm getting here is that um yeah, our dreams may have something of substance for us and we should be open to that. We should tune into that. We shouldn't write it off, but also that it is very personal and it may be a profound moment for you to, to, to notice something you hadn't noticed to pay attention to something that you've sort of submerged. Um, and it may be for you, the voice of God. It may just be something that you just need to address. Uh, but it's also yours and no one else can be say, you know, what it is or what it isn't. And so it is a, it's a very personal situation. Any other final, final wisdoms? I think maybe we've heard them. I think this is the dream and I'd like to wake up. <laughs> See, that's where I get away from the waking thing. I'm like, if this is the dream, good God. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has got to be the dream. <laughs> Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can connect and spread the word on social media. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. And if you rate us on iTunes, uh, we'll be grateful. And so give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. If you'd like to watch us, which I promise you is kind of fun, uh, you can do that on YouTube or some smaller uh, snippets on IG, Instagram, TV. And if you'd like to find a, a group conversation like this, uh, there's a national directory at pubtheology.com. See if there's one in your neighborhood. And if there isn't, you'll find some resources to start your own. And don't forget to consider supporting our show on Patreon. You can visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Happy dreams. Have you dreamed a dream of time gone by? I'm, I've been dreaming of beaches for the last few days. Yeah, I bet. Well, hey, we just pulled off an international podcast, Ogan, so maybe it's your turn to join us from Barbados. I mean, we, we could test it up. We could test it and see. But, you know, they got they got that slow DSL stuff that... <laughs> yeah, no. Not do that. Could be reliable. Perfect. All right, I got a jet, friend. Yeah, All right. hope you get Sounds home. Good. Really? You don't really have to jet because you're not going home till tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I'm jetting tomorrow, but yeah. I'm just skedaddling. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening or watching. Adieu. See you next time. We'll miss you, Ogan. Safe travels. Bye, Ogan. Thank you.